This episode is brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Homestake Companies, BHHC, a leading national writer of workers' compensation insurance. Our AM Best rating of A++15 enables us to offer coverage for a wide variety of businesses under all market conditions. BHHC is committed to providing injured workers with compassionate care and access to timely, high-quality medical treatment and support. Our loss control services, proactive claim management, medical cost containment, and fraud prevention contribute to superior claim outcomes for our policyholders. Hi, this is Alyssa Burley with Rancho Mesa's Media Communications and Client Services Department. Thank you for listening to today's top Rancho Mesa news brought to you by our Safety and Risk Management Network, Studio One. Welcome back, everyone. My guest is Drew Garcia, Vice President and Landscape Group Leader with Rancho Mesa. Today, we're going to talk about safety program leading indicators. Drew, thank you for joining me on today's podcast. Alyssa, thanks for having me. Of course. So in previous episodes, we've talked about lagging indicators on our KPI dashboard, and those are really the data that shows safety trends after the fact, like how employee injuries will affect the experience mod. But today, I want to discuss leading indicators. So these are things that could lead to an incident that we can identify prior to actually an incident happening in hopes of preventing that accident or employee injury altogether. So what information are most companies using to measure their safety and how can they improve using leading indicators? Yeah, like you mentioned, most businesses are using lagging information. So this would be either claim activity or incidents from the past and they're using that to manage their safety program. And typically that's the, the easiest information to get because you're either annually submitting your OSHA rates. So you're looking at the past injury trends and you're submitting that each year to OSHA or with the experience mod, you're reviewing your experience mod worksheet and you're looking at claim information from as far back sometimes as four years. And then with Rancho Mesa, we have the KPI dashboard, which is important because it's you know, bringing insights into the experience mod and how that can be managed and also providing that industry benchmark report. But again, we're using past data, uh, you know, to kind of show you where you are. And for a business to really take their safety program to the next level and try to impact those numbers, they can switch to also including leading indicators. And in an article I read from OSHA, they suggest using the SMART, which is an acronym for specific, measurable, accountable, relevant, and timely goal setting. So you're using those acronyms to set your leading indicator uh, goals so that you have better information that that your business can consistently track and then ultimately make changes to um, before the injury occurs, before the accident happens. Yeah, and I I like the SMART acronym. All of those are really great things to be looking at. So how are you seeing companies capture leading indicators? Because it seems like that might be a little more challenging. Yeah, exactly. So I think we look at it right now and you say, why aren't most businesses using leading indicators? And it's for this exact reason is it's really hard to manage and, and to stay on top of. So probably most businesses were using some kind of an Excel spreadsheet for reporting. 
you know, where they're, they're using a master Excel sheet and they're establishing their leading indicators. And now they are having to input that information maybe at the end of the day based on paper forms that they're getting back from people. And that can be tedious. So there's probably a deterrent in why a lot of businesses aren't looking at leading indicators. So it's exciting for us. And really, when we were starting this initiative with Safety One and really trying to make this mobile app the best for our customers, we knew that leading indicators were, was a piece that we wanted to bring to the table and really make it easy for our customers to start a program like this. And now through Safety One, it doesn't matter if you're capturing that information at the yard with you know like a training or something that you're documenting. Or if you have an employee who's out on the job site and you know you want them to perform two or three job hazard analysis a week, they can now grab that information and it can all get reported back to your desktop version of, of a Safety One, which makes administering a leading indicator program much more practical. Absolutely. And, and what's really nice is that the data is real time. So the administrators looking at the website, they get that data as soon as it's added through the mobile app. So it's all real-time data. So what are some of the real-world examples of leading indicators? So I think what a business can do is uh, look at a couple of things. And one suggestion that OSHA had kind of off the top was um, using safety meetings. And that could be a number of different type of safety meetings. So you're going to have your tailgates, which are typically you know once a week or once every two weeks. And then you're going to have maybe some more formal training that happens either monthly or quarterly where you're, you're hitting um, higher level topics that everybody absolutely needs to be there for. And then you might have an annual training day where you're training people on equipment or some kind of uh, safety onboarding. So you've got a number of different safety meetings that you can, you can track as a leading indicator, but it'd be important to put an attendance rate to those safety meetings. So now you have that measurable and relevant information that you can benchmark, you know, where you're at. So like, for example, on a, on a tailgate meeting, it's not practical to think that 100% of employees are going to be there every Monday. You're going to have somebody that's on vacation, somebody that's going to be sick. So maybe setting that uh, attendance rate to 97% is much more achievable. And that's something that, that the group can try to, uh, you know, garner their attendance rates towards versus when you're looking at doing a heat illness training, you absolutely want to make sure everybody gets that training, you know, however often you're you're looking to do it. And um, that might be 100%. So then now you're, you're not just saying we're going to do heat illness training or we're going to have a safety tailgate topic every Monday. You're now saying, yeah, we're going to do that, but these are the attendance goals that we're shooting for. So now you have that metric that you're, you're bringing into the table. The, the other, you know, the other stuff is just looking at uh, you know, industry common issues or, uh, you know, trends that are within your industry. And OSHA is another a great resource. So you can go on to OSHA's website and you, you can look at the, um, you know, top type of work-related injuries for your industry. And so if you think about landscape, tree care, and lawn care, heat stress, vehicle accidents, slip trips, falls, lifting, cuts, and hand, uh, hand injuries, those would be examples of common industry uh, injuries that that occur. So now you can base your leading indicators off of some known industry hazards, and you can either benchmark that data with, uh, you know, safety meetings and attendance rates, or you can do number of job hazards or trainings for you know drivers 
or job hazard analysis for pre-work shifts to make sure that uh, grounds are clear to try to avoid those slips, trips, and falls. Lifting, you could try to have a number of employees that are performing the mobility and stretch program on a weekly basis. So kind of looking at your industry or maybe some of the injuries you've had in the past and then turning that into a, a leading indicator would be a great guide. Yeah, and I like the fact that you can break out each of these different topics and assign a specific percentage of, we need this percentage of employees to complete this training, or maybe we need 100%, we need everyone to um, be trained in these different areas. So can the SMART principles be applied to other types of losses? Yep, absolutely. So when you look at other common industry trends for landscape, lawn care, and tree, we see a lot of equipment theft. You'll see some third-party slip and falls that can happen at properties, and that's going to pull in general liability. And then obviously vehicle accidents, either at fault or not at fault, that's a big exposure. There's so many vehicles out on the road for these businesses that we insure. So they can set up some smart safety principles to attack some leading indicators that correspond to those categories. And now we're kind of totally encompassing a, a safety program that involves not only trying to minimize work-related injuries, but also minimizing the other liabilities and protecting the assets of the company outside of uh, you know the work side. Yeah, and I think if we use the term risk management, that really encompasses everything, both the injuries that an employee might have, plus any losses of equipment and things like that. So Drew, if listeners have questions about their leading indicators, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Easiest way is send me an email. And my email is drewgarcia at ranchomesa.com. Drew, thank you for joining me in Studio One. Alyssa, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This is Alyssa Burley with Rancho Mesa. Thanks for tuning in to our latest episode produced by Studio One. For more information, visit us at ranchomesa.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter.